0: Welcome.
1: welcome hello everyone
0: hello hello how are we today oh good
1: good it is it is cold there's like ice in the puddles so it definitely went to freezing overnight
0: yeah oh it is super chilly and um i have a dodgy broken window in my kitchen so what? um i don't need my fridge right now i could <gasps> just leave food out oh no that's <laughs> horrible Oh my gosh, that's so... And it was so windy at the weekend, Uh, you could just uh, almost hear the wind lapping around the house, uh, and um, uh, this dodgy broken window is right next to the kettle, uh, obviously, uh, uh, Um, so every time you go and make a drink, you just feel this kind of hurricane blowing through the window. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. (gasps) so note to self must get the window sorted it has been broken for a while and should have got it fixed before now oh I know what you're
1: saying I know but in the summertime you're like that's a nice window a little breeze
0: well in the summertime you don't know it's the windows been wide open most of the time yeah so it's just um yeah it's just not closing properly so there's Um, it shouldn't have a gap in it put it this way yeah modern double glazing is not supposed to have ventilation gaps no (laughs) no so yeah so I need to get that fixed
1: Oh, I'm definitely having a mournful moment for the summer because me and my dog oh, went yeah. <clears throat> to the lakeshore around this path uh, just this morning. And the last time I'd been there, the weather was significantly warmer. And I'm, I'm looking at this, the foliage and the shrubbery as I'm as, uh, remembering the temperature that it was when I was last there. And I was like, I'm having a mournful moment. I'm missing the summer. I'm missing the I summer. I
0: knew. It is. On one level, you know, it's kind of, it's nice to have the change of the season and you kind of get permission to have lazy days, which I quite like. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I do know what you're saying and it's the whole kind of 20 layers before you leave the house. Mm. Like, have I got the right level of, am I going to be too hot? Am I going to be too cold? So Mm -hmm. yeah, it does require a bit more thinking, I think, than just throwing on a pair of flip-flops and being gone with it.
1: Oh yeah, totally. Mm. And I, you know, I live on the 28th floor. So, and every time my dog needs to go out, it's uh, the whole shebang. Yeah,
0: it's the yeah, whole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know, I'm, yeah. I'm having a mournful moment. Yeah. yeah. I think the other thing is the dark, like it just gets dark so super oh, early now. God. And yes. that's quite depressing, isn't oh, it? <laughs> it's five
1: and it's been dark for two hours.
0: Oh, I know, I know. Oh. But listen, we we are not going to let that get us down, okay? I've had quite an uplifting weekend I've um, spent some time with friends and oh. I woke up on Sunday morning and I just thought how lucky I was as a person Oh my gosh. so I'm not going to let any of the other stuff get me down oh. I'm going to stay in my zen-like flow of happiness
1: oh beautiful I, yeah. and, and similarly, I do, because with the fall comes all the gorgeous green leafy vegetables and all the squash and all the comfort meals that we mm. don't think to make in the summertime. Yeah. And I have had some pretty amazing leftover um, Yeah. Mash up, so you know how like you've got like a squash this and a kale that and some feta cheese and you put it all together and you're like damn that's good that
0: tastes good yeah it's making my mouth water
1: right (laughs) so I have had some beautiful medleys of leftovers which I'm thankful for and some cheeky glasses of wine which I've also been
0: thankful for and why not and exactly?
1: yeah so I think there's all good things and, and even you know yes last week I you know I because I do like to dress up when I'm in clinic I, I like to have my fancy shoes on and my mm. saucy uh, shirts and pants and everything and I'm getting to wear my silk
0: blouses again
1: because you cannot wear those in the summertime
0: yeah exactly
1: yeah so there is lots to be thankful for
0: but there is.
1: we we could, I could do with about like a, a month of winter and then be done with it. So yeah. <laughs> it's just an extra five that I have to deal with. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. it's fine. We can make it through. Exactly. Exactly. All right.
1: So you're back from your uh, adventure in Leeds, hanging around, yes. feeling grateful. What does the relationship yes. de- relationship desk of love have to say about everything in the world today?
0: I read one of the most shocking stories <laughs> I've read at the weekend. Um, so I've got to share it. Oh my God. I, I had another story lined up that I was going to share. That one's been bumped now oh. because I just, it was, sh- I, I, literally it shocked me to the core. Oh, wow. Okay. So I read this article about this new um, thing that's coming to light, which is all about people who prey on vulnerable borderline dementia patients what and they marry them what and because they're married to them they don't even have to get them to change their will then because these people are kind of just tipping into dementia then it's not that long before you know dementia takes a hold and they do pass away and then all of their estate anything that they've amassed goes to this husband or wife so it's men and women doing it um and the families are left with nothing and the poor dementia patients haven't really got a clue what's going on so it all oh starts with them befriending so oh. i'm saying befriending mm. uh but it's not and um so they kind of befriend these like elderly people so one article was um what one person in the article talked about this person was out, the, the elderly person would be out kind of cutting their hedge or doing their garden and and somebody would kind of notice them, mm. um, who was like 20, 30 years younger, um, offer help and assistance, start to kind of befriend them, do little jobs for them. So really start to kind of win their trust. Mm. And then they end up moving in and oh um, obviously under the guise of helping and supporting them even more. um, They then get them married. The family often don't know anything about it because either they end up just, um, you know, having that distance in themselves Mm -hmm. from the family or kind of, you know, twisting the, you know, a bit like we're talking about some of the gaslighting situations, just twisting reality and what's happening. But because they're married, there's nothing that the family can do about it. Oh my God. And then when it comes to the person dying, passing away, All the estate then, whatever they've amassed, goes straight to this fraudulent predator that literally they are just preying on sick and vulnerable people. So I I was absolutely outraged. There was this one lady in the article who she herself was a barrister and there was still nothing she could do legally to protect her father. And she got so ill from the stress and the strain of it, she had to step down from her own job and she was now permanently getting anxiety panic attacks worries all connected with this her father had passed away and all literally like three hundred and a thousand pounds worth of the estate oh gone off to somebody who had only known the guy like you know four or five years or whatever
1: oh my god
0: and had no interest oh. in having any sort of relationship or companionship
1: right, right of
0: course it's purely fraud oh. so I I was disgusted yeah disgusted at the weekend when yeah. I read that and I can't believe that people could be so bloody low and go and do this and they do it repeatedly so yeah. then yeah. often the police will know them as a fraudster but there's nothing they can do because there isn't the evidence that says actually they've kind of married them unlawfully or yeah. any kind of coercion or anything like that oh my god it's terrifying, oh isn't it? Oh my gosh,
1: it is. It is. I think a lot of that stuff goes on in Florida. Like, I even somebody that I know who knows somebody that they know, their parent is becoming increasingly demented, and they had to move back up to the northern a northern uh, state, and um, and they have this boyfriend just kind of following them from Florida, yeah. calling all the time, asking about that and wills and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. it's. I think the predators hang out in communities where people are yeah we're like retirement communities yeah it is horrible
0: it's uh, I was just disgusted Mm. you can imagine my fairness um (gasps) valued was trampled all over when I was reading that article I just think it's disgusting I don't know I mean just go out and get a proper bloody job and stop being a dick seriously like don't Well, how can you take something from somebody else that isn't you know you you know yourself that you're doing it under the wrong pretences you don't really care about these people you're not really trying to help them um because there was there was one person oh, oh that's just remind me actually so there was another um, gentleman in the article who was befriended by somebody Mm -hmm. they then moved in and they were giving them the wrong medication so that they ended up then becoming doubly incontinent and had like literally weren't awake most of the time because of this medication Mm -hmm. that they were giving them which Mm -hmm. was totally inappropriate for the symptoms they had Mm -hmm. and eventually the family managed to get a special order to get to remove their their relative from this predator mm. and um, and to put them into some social care and when they went in, they managed to reverse the medication, put them on the right medication, and within sort of six months, this person was not obviously mm. not back to normal. Still had mm. um, medical problems, but not like reversed incontinence, reversed all of yeah, the, yeah. Um, the the uh, you know eternal sleep yeah. Um and they at least came back to some sort of sense of normality. Yeah, yeah. And all of that was this person had, moved, and it was all just with that intention of taking over. Oh my
1: god, that's terrifying. Isn't it? Yeah.
0: So watch out yeah. for your um, elderly relatives and make sure there isn't anybody hanging around that's got um, mm-hmm. some dodgy motives in life.
1: Oh, yeah. oh, that's tough, though. That's tough because if they're if if they're competent to make decisions uh, to get into a relationship, even if that person has dodgy motives. Um, your elder relative can still do what they want. Like it, it is, it is the hardest thing.
0: It is really hard, but like in the, you know, one of them, the the literally the dad had said after the ceremony had happened, happened. Did that really happen? Am I really married? Yeah, yeah. Who is that person? Yeah. So they're not really, you know, they might be a little bit cumbersome, but they're clearly not fully. Right. Otherwise, they're not going to be making comments like that. I just think yeah, exactly. that, that, I mean, that, that there's a whole host of people now that are campaigning to get better legislation. And there should be, we should have protection. We'll protect, you know, we'll protect younger members of, of families and things like that. And, right. You you know there's lots of le- legislation talked about domestic abuse and things like that, right. but this is another form of um of abuse and you you're taking over and you are preying on somebody that's vulnerable so there should be more done. Yeah, no, I agree. So that's or, my um,
1: Or there should be more people out there like Helen Mirren. There was a lovely film called The Good Liar with Helen Mirren and um Ian McKellen.
0: Oh, I think I've seen that. Mm. Yeah,
1: not gonna not gonna do any spoilers, but like, it, you know, the film was presented in a certain way yeah. where you thought something was going on, and you realized at the very end, like, holy crap!
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I think I have seen that film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah, fabulous. but but sadly, not everybody's in that position. Um yeah. Yeah. so yeah, we do need to. We need to watch out. We need to take care. If you've got neighbours and, and things like that, just keep an eye on them because yeah, you never know who's yeah. hanging around with yeah. the wrong motives and like. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Ooh, so yeah, wow. that was my shocking, shocking yeah, relationship shocking. news. <gasps> Not all relationships oh are gosh. what they're cracked up to be. Oh, that's so true yeah That's so true. stay vigilant
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and it, and it is true like you can only have a healthy relationship when you're in your own power when you're in a you know in, yeah. a, in a powerful spot so whether it is dementia whether it is uh in you know illness or whether it is low self-esteem or yeah. not feeling like you can do any better these are all things that put yeah. you into a very vulnerable spot to be because the thing is, is like it is actually human nature to prey on other people. Um, mm-hmm. It's a it's a relatively recent sort of, you know, based on sort of values that are based on religion. Um, that the sort of the Ten Commandments and do unto others as you would have done to yourself. Mm-hmm. These are sort of relatively new cerebral frontal lobe concept, concepts, but that we're not we're not programmed like that to mm-hmm. to to sort of like follow the Ten Commandments. Um, so I yeah I don't,
0: I don't know though people know that they're doing wrong I'm sorry you know that you're oh, of course they know deliberately trying to swindle somebody yeah, out of
1: half a million quid
0: yeah. you know you're doing that intentionally and yeah, I just that's what I just can't get over it's yeah. like um I read something at the weekend about uh, the caps that they're offering in um pubs to protect mm. your drink mm. and and somebody had posted and just said you know at the end of the day we should kind of start being regular human beings we shouldn't have to women shouldn't have to protect themselves Mm. um from this type of behavior we've all got an an onus on ourselves to act responsibly Mm. and in a kind-hearted way and and it just astounds me that and I know it's the minority rather than the majority but it just astounds me that in this day and age Mm. we still can't act in a way that's you know humanistic and with kindness to each other um but anyway let's not get me started (laughs) that's a whole nother podcast (laughs) oh man totally let's get on to a hot topic before I get totally sidetracked and get on my soapbox (laughs) let's do that today's hot topic how to make your partner fall in love with you again oh (laughs) So,
1: I mean, uh-huh. this is the type of
0: headline that you see in Cosmo, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. uh, how to get the guy to fall in love with you, uh, how to steal somebody's heart, how to how make... To make somebody right?
1: do something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I do, I have like a bit of, I have a bit of an issue with this. <laughs> ah,
1: beautiful, beautiful,
0: good. Only because I, we can't make anybody do anything, right? And I guess, you know, linked back to that, that news story that's a case of trying to manipulate and you know prey on somebody's vulnerabilities so so I do have a slight issue with the word make because Mm. we shouldn't be making anybody do anything we shouldn't be manipulating them and and that kind of lends itself to a bit of manipulation is my thoughts
1: oh completely
0: and that's and and that's what's wrong
1: with everything yeah yeah Yeah, because, you know, Cosmo and so forth tell us like how to have a short term gain for long term pain. So like how to make somebody, you know, I have patients, for example, who are trying to lose a ton of weight to go back to Europe to go seduce the guy that they met a couple of summers ago. Mm. You know, it's false. So they're, they're making themselves sick, literally sick to present an aspect of themselves that actually isn't true. Yeah. And so we're all about like putting a quick fix so that you can trick somebody into thinking that they're something else and <laughs> snatching them and locking it down. And then yeah, it's it's like it's super problematic for sure. So I yeah. love the fact that you have trouble with the language because there is trouble with the language.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I do have yeah, I do have trouble with that. What I don't have trouble with is the concept of kind of rekindling love how do we get love back how do we get that spark back and we've talked a few times about how you know there'll be certain life events or situations or stages that we go through mm-hmm. in relationships we see this with clients Um this was the sole reason for me right in the relationship reset which yeah. is all about getting kind of you know back getting back on course yeah so i like to think about it more how can I get my relationship back on course so that we feel like we're in love again?
1: Uh, see, that's a way better reframe. Okay.
0: And that feels yeah. that feels like a nice thing. It doesn't feel like I'm um, trying to manipulate or push somebody in a direction they don't want to be in.
1: Yeah. And I love the fact that it's like so that we experience love yes. again. Yes. Because it's—it it is always, there's always this thing of like, my partner doesn't love me anymore. But... Do you love them? Like if, if yeah. that's what's going on, is that is do you love them or is it that both of you guys have lost the plot? You've lost yeah. the way. You both need to come back to find the way again.
0: Yeah. And and I think that's the challenge, isn't it? When we get into a sticky spot, the natural thing is we wanna blame somebody else for it, because we don't want to take responsibility, because that's too difficult. Yeah. And instead we wanna point the finger And naturally say kind of well we're we're great like Mm. I'm the best wife ever um Mm -hmm. it's my husband that's got the problem Mm -hmm. and he needs to change or vice versa um so we're quick to kind of you know put ourselves up there on a pedestal where you know I'm the best one in the relationship obviously (laughs) um I haven't got any problems obviously. (laughs) obviously um and then kind of and and then you know, position that blame at somebody else's feet. Mm-hmm. They need to step up. They need to be a better person. Mm-hmm. They need to take more responsibility. They need to take more action. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, you know, if e- we're in this partnership and it is a partnership. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a healthy relationship. It's a partnership. We want to rely on each other. And we want to support each other. Mm-hmm. We want to be in it together and we want to create a future that makes us both happy. Mm.
1: Okay, so... Now that we've rephrased the question, which I think was the most important part of this hot topic, is to actually rephrase (laughs) the question.
0: So how do we do that? So I do think that it comes down to that responsibility. What what responsibility am I prepared to take for this? Mm. Where is it? And so I think there's a real period of reflection, Mm. which we're not really very good at, because we are quick to just kind of blame stuff. um, And to say, well, if this if this wasn't happening then everything would be great Mm. so my question is well would it really or would you just find something else that's at fault Mm. so you know if it is well if they just did more around the house then obviously I'd love them and they would love me but is that the case or is there something else missing do you have shared connection time do you Mm. communicate really well do you recover from arguments easily Mm. do you um call out behavior that you don't like in each other do you have a good sex life do you plan for the future together Mm -hmm. are you on a sound financial footing Mm -hmm. so there, you know there's lots of component parts i think that go up to creating a relationship that is filled with love and happiness Mm -hmm. and some of it is at a more transactional level Mm -hmm. and some of it is around you know around that kind of future proof in your relationship Mm -hmm. and really thinking about that longer term vision so I think there's quite a bit to unpack, really, when you're looking at, you know, how do we, how do we fall in love again? Mm. So I think the first step, really, is that period of reflection, mm. where if I'm going to stand back objectively, mm. so often a question that I use with clients is, if somebody else was looking into your relationship, mm. and they were to share openly and honestly their observations, what would they say about what they see, in your relationship? Ah yeah so it's quite a powerful way to almost imagine you're um hovering above your own relationship like fly on the
1: wall of your relationship
0: yeah. yeah yeah so what would you be seeing what would you be hearing how would you both be acting what would be the observations and insights that somebody was a bit like if your life was a docudrama mm-hmm. you know <laughs> what would those 20 million Netflix viewers as we yeah about it yeah on that yeah. online social media poll <laughs>
1: when you have 20 cameras in your home at all times.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what's, what's coming up for me too, is like, what are you observing as you're a fly on the wall in your own relationship and in your own mind? Now, Mm. last time we talked about how like, God can't read your thoughts, but like, what (laughs) if there be a secret audience that actually could sort of see what, what, what are you feeling? And what are you thinking? Because Like my curiosity is what are the things that you're thinking, feeling or doing that are standing in the way of you coming back to love with your partner? Yes. What's distracting you? What's blocking you? Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And as I speak from clients and personal experience, I think, you know, some of the things that, you know, I make up stories about, I forget about the desire and the attraction and the affection I had for my partner at the very beginning. And they become Mm. very one dimensional in my mind. Like they become like, The boring person or the person who slouches on the couch or the person who's not very interesting or talks about the same thing every day. That's not the person that they are. That's just somebody that I've, you know, made a
0: and Well, that's the the persona that you've created because you're on I think at the point where you're starting to lose that connection or you feel like you've fallen out of love for each other you're just on negative alert the whole time Mm -hmm. because you want to prove that there's a problem in your relationship so your mind's looking for more and more evidence to tell you that the relationship's not right yeah yeah and because we're looking for that justification about why we're not happy oh there you go you see that's why I'm not happy because you know he's just come in and uh the first thing he's done sat on the couch he's not even said hello it's not No kiss, no cuddle. Um, So we're, you you know, we're automatically looking for those things. Oh, hasn't messaged me for the last seven hours. There's clearly, I'm clearly not on his mind, Mm -hmm. you know. So they're all of those things because we're trying to, in a bizarre sort of a way, you know, the brain is looking for that negative confirmation that there's something wrong in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's almost needing to flick that switch and to deliberately look for positives um i probably shared this before on the podcast but let's share it again you know it's good to play the top three game uh, um do you remember the top three yeah game? yeah Talk so again. i love yeah so i love the top three game and it's about you can use it for anything if you need a bit of a pick me up mm. um and you feel like there's nothing kind of positive going on so you you start um when you wake up or kind of an hour into your day you have to name three things that are positive about your relationship, your partner um, or any situation that you're applying it to. Mm. And then as kind of time goes on every couple of hours, just check in with yourself. Are they still the top three things or has Mm. something else come that's trumped one of those three and i have now got a different top three? And you do that repeatedly throughout the day till at the end of the day, you settle on your final top three. Right now I've got to the end of the day. What really are the Mm. top best three things about my relationship about my partner um about some of the thoughts or feelings that I've had about who we are as a couple mm. or about my family situation and you do that every day try it for seven days um and just see how many things you notice oh yeah and see if it shifts your your mood and your temperament and your attitude towards your relationship
1: oh yeah yeah mm. And I have to call out doing a bit of like spring cleaning and bringing the ru- the the rubbish company in to sort of and and the big thing I think is like I'm not going to say like the work husband and the work wife but like the person who you work with or the person down the street or the neighbor or whatever who you find so much more fabulous and attractive that you've <laughs> really brought them into your fantasies yeah and you've kicked your partner out and so. Mm you know, part of that is like, what, how is it serving you to always be like, oh, they're just so attractive. I bet you they do this with their partner. And oh, if we were together, this is what we would be doing. And I have been definitely somebody who has had my I have not come to love with my partner, because I've let I've let somebody Mm. else into that real estate. And it's been really like disastrously distracting. And that person doesn't even exist. Like, it's never been a thing that that person has become the main character in the play. They they were always, you know, a, a really unhealthy, distracting a distraction. Because I am not yeah. putting any effort into my relationship if I am fantasizing about somebody else. I'm not saying the fantasies are wrong. I'm just saying that it is it has really distracted me from what I wanted to achieve with my partner.
0: Yes, but I think what you're saying there is it's not about we can all have different fantasies or different ideas. But what we're saying here is one person is substantially overtaken the thoughts and the feelings about yeah. your relationship. So you're almost, you know, kicking one out of the bed and 100%. warming the space up for somebody else to jump in. Yeah, And then that means, actually, I'm not having, I'm not committed to the relationship. I'm not making the effort to make those connections. I'm not Um, looking forward to spending time with them because I'm so heavily distracted by this other fantasy person over here that, Mm -hmm. you know, the reality is they're probably no different to your Uh, partner that you've
1: got. (laughs) No, they sure as hell are not. Exactly. They would become old as dirt like the second they came into the bed anyways. Yeah.
0: And there's no such thing as a perfect partner, right? None of us are. No. Yeah. You you know, we are not perfect people and the people that we're in relationships are not perfect people either. Hell the, no. the thing when you've got love in a relationship and strong connection is you overlook all of the imperfection because it it right. suddenly doesn't matter.
1: Right, like we look overlook the imperfections in the in the object of our desire. If we're fantasizing about somebody at work, for example, we turn them into like everything perfect, and we we yeah. totally overlook that they're like a, a total dick to their reports that they're lazy that they come in late and they drink too much alcohol but we're like oh no but they're so hot and sexy it's just so funny <laughs> they're just so funny oh it's always that yeah yeah that's like you know to how to help bring the relationship into the right sort of zone where you can where love can flourish again yeah we we've, we've got to do some spring cleaning on our brains mm. for sure and take yeah. out the distractions if you wish to like if that's your aim is like you got to figure out like what's distracting you from coming back into love with your partner
0: yeah absolutely yeah
1: and it can be time it can be oh my job is really busy and important or my kids are really busy and important and I just don't have time for my partner well mm. Is that, is that a reality that's serving you? Is that reality, number one? Is that is that really serving you to say, no, I've got all these time blocks, just run out of
0: time? Yeah, and time is quite a common thing, isn't it? That comes up in the reason that people are disconnecting yeah. and, and not, they don't feel like they're in love as much as they used to be. Mm-hmm. Time is often yeah. the, the first thing that people come up with. Yeah, But you know, challenging that, if you were forced to create an hour a day mm. in your day, Just to dedicate to your partner, to your relationship, where would you find that?
1: Yeah.
0: It's not a question, have you got an hour? It's a, you must create one hour a day. Yeah. What would you do? What would you give up? What would you sacrifice? How would you make that work?
1: It's kind of like when a tax bill comes and you're like, a totally unexpected tax bill. Well, guess what? You got to pay it. There's no choice. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. You can cry and scream and, oh, I don't have enough money. But you know what? you yeah. got to pay it. <laughs> so where is yeah. it going to come from? That's a great, yeah, yeah I yeah. love
0: it. Yeah, because yeah. we only ever get out with things, what we put into them. And, you know, relationships are built on this emotional piggy bank that exists mm. artificially kind of between us. We can't see it. We don't know where your levels are i do not quite sure I think I know where mine's at mm-hmm. but there might be some you know big um, deposit or um, withdrawal that's going to be made in the next mm-hmm. 24 hours and I've got no no idea which way it's going to go mm-hmm. so we always want to be topping up that emotional piggy bank as much as possible mm-hmm. and we can only do that through positive connection and positive interaction with each other right. and if we're sat there kind of just focusing on the negative aspects of the relationship mm-hmm or the things that we perceive to be negative in our partners then all we're doing is making withdrawals so that eventually we're just in debt in that piggy bank and Mm -hmm. it takes a lot more to to top it up and to get back to a sensible level Mm -hmm. so the trick is not to let it deplete by too much yeah uh too quickly or too often it's
1: true Man, like everything that we talk about in this podcast, the the disappointing thing is we come yet again to like what is it that you can do? Because like we always kind of hope, well, your partner can do this, that, and the other. It's like, oh crap, <laughs> no.
0: Yeah.
1: It you can't make anybody do anything. You can only change yourself. I wish this. I wish this wasn't the case. I wish there's a relationship coach that was option B of like, yes, it's all their fault. Ditch them. Find a new model. <laughs>
0: and and you know what? there'll be things that are in your partner that are things that are not desirable they're not making you happy (laughs) you you can't make them change that but you can you can share observations you Uh can the problem is we do it often in quite a judgmental way (laughs) and quite an accusational way so where we become a persecutor in the relationship of our partner Mm -hmm. and if you take a step back and just think about that for a second we have chosen to be in a relationship with somebody mm-hmm. we've formed a connection we have committed to them in some shape or form some might not be legally through marriage but you know we've said we want to be in this relationship mm-hmm. we love this person at one point or another and now we're persecuting them for something that we think they should have done that mm-hmm. they haven't done that they might not even know they were expected to do in the mm-hmm. first place yeah so it's it's no wonder then that we get into these tricky situations then when the other person goes, well, hang on a minute, yeah. I'm being accused of X, Y and Z, I'm not putting up with that. And you can see how the row kind of starts. Right. Um, so we can share observations with people, we can share how we're feeling, mm. but we can't persecute people and try to um, push them into a position where they're going to love us back because yeah. it just won't work. Yeah,
1: that's true. Nice. Well, that went in a bit of a different direction. We thought we were going to be making people do stuff all over the place, but no.
0: Yeah. 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 I think, so it is just about taking your own responsibility. It's about looking at how often, you know, people mirror our behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, So we treat people how to treat us. Mm -hmm. So we can bring more kindness, more compassion, more gratefulness into the relationship. Mm -hmm we'll find that that comes back at us with a bit of a boomerang effect yeah yes Mm. okay Mm -hmm. Mm. beautiful yeah
1: that feels hopeful
0: yeah yeah and it is possible yeah yeah so shall we um shall we go to a question yeah let's do that okay Long question today. Are you ready? (laughs) I'm ready. Right, okay. I always have to focus a bit when it's a longer (laughs) one, so I can get all the bits in the right order. Yep. Right, okay, deep breath. My mother-in-law has an issue with a change in our relationship. My wife took a big promotion after I got made redundant. I'm waiting for the right role to come up, but my mother-in-law keeps piling on the pressure. And she keeps making snide remarks. How do I handle this?
1: Mm, this is, wow. Well, this is kind of fizzy in the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it is fizzy in the wrong way. Do you know, there's a lot of people involved in this, isn't there? Oh One my God. Yeah, it. no
1: kidding. I feel like it's a bit of a circus. Yes. Yeah. Like a yeah. gladiator room with a bunch of people on their outside, you know, giving their two cents, giving their opinions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And, and I can bet you it's not just the mother-in-law that's got an opinion about this. Oh, I can bet you. There's friends. There's mm-hmm. other relatives. There's there's also this kind of silent critic. I think that's in there in the mix, yeah. with the little kind of voices inside the head as well. Yeah. Um, so I think I think there's a lot of chit chatter going on around this, yeah. which is causing the pressure as well as the mother in law.
1: Well, and actually, this segues really nicely to from our topic because this is a situation where the person writing in has been branded a certain way. So I'm curious, mm. like what kind of messages are they hearing, either overtly or sort of, you know, in tone? Is it, oh, you're lazy? Is it, oh, you're good for nothing? You know, and I, I'm I'm curious, like what is, this person has become a one-dimensional object in the relationship.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think there's also, I'm not really getting a sense that there's a pressure from the partner, um, I kind of feel like there's a connection there I feel like there's more of the you know we're talking about kind of creating a loving relationship where you're connected and you support each other I mean that just screams of support doesn't it it's saying right look you know things haven't they're not great for you right now Um, as a family unit what can we do how do we fix that okay I can take a promotion I can you know you can kind of take a bit of a back seat, find out what it is that you're looking for so there's this kind of uh, you know, that feels like it's support, but I think it's the outside um assumptions and um, you know, interpretations of others about how we should be living our lives. So mm-hmm. there is this great pressure, I think, for the male still to be the breadwinner and take care of the family. There's those kind of um inherited family values and views right. that maybe don't they just don't sit with today's society. I mean right we live in times where houses are bigger and people the expenditure is more and um it doesn't really lend itself to the life that we used to have where you know your gran was on the front step washing the doorstep while the while your granddad was out to work and Mm -hmm. bringing up you know bringing up all the kids and they've got yeah. a big community and you know life is just different it's just changed and evolved so much and mm-hmm. um the majority of families either have got dual work in, or you know there are lots of situations where the female is the major breadwinner and the male isn't and whether they're a house husband or or do some mm-hmm. work but it's all about finding the combination that works for you and your relationship and mm. quite frankly it hasn't got anything to do with anybody else
1: I know, but I actually, I don't think that everything is copacetic with these two partners. If it were, you wouldn't get the leaky hole of the mother-in-law being able to come in and spout the opinions. I, I feel like there's, it's mm. not all is an a, an even front. Yeah. And it may not be that the wife is not supportive. It may be that the wife is kind of disengaged and busy, that they don't have a lot of, mm. that, yeah, I like the question is like, why is the mother in law having such a large voice in this? Like, who who allowed this person in? And you know, if they if they, if these two people were really a, a united front, you'd imagine that the wife would be like, "Hey, mom, like this is not an issue. It's not an issue for me. Should be an issue for you." So there's a there's a there's a cavalierness that the mother in law like.
0: But I think you often get that. So you often get this family interference that happens, and it may not be the mother in law. It may be. You know, some other relative, maybe it's the older sister, or um, you often get people in families that have got real strong views, and they've held those real strong views and they've been able to voice them for the whole of their life. So standing up to them now just feels like I can't. You know, I'm not prepared to do it. It just is what it is. We accept that that's the behaviour, whether it's right or wrong. Uh. We accept it, and I think you can often get those voices in families that do just. Trample all over everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the only way to combat it, whether you stand up to the person or not, the only way to combat it is to be really tight and secure with each other. Yes. So I get what you're saying. Maybe they haven't got that total security. Uh, Maybe uh, there are yeah. some yeah. some underlying feelings of inadequacy or self-esteem that's been dented. And and do you know what? It's tough when you get made redundant. It's one of the hardest things that you can go uh, through. Uh, um, and to recover from that takes quite a bit of time to be able to lift yourself up and dust yourself off. Because as humans, we place quite a lot of emphasis on on worth mm-hmm, through mm-hmm. the stuff that we do as a living as opposed to kind of anything else Mm -hmm. you know it's that old thing when you meet somebody brand new also what do you do for a living like it's one of the first questions that we ask people isn't it what do you do for work and immediately then we are consciously or unconsciously placing some judgment on whatever the answer is that comes back right you know you've got those stereotypes in in society that say oh if you're a doctor then yeah you've got a good job right so I'm thinking about the fact that they're working seventy hours a week, feeling knackered and all the rest of it. But yeah. oh no, that's that's a well-respected job. I'm like, man, if
1: you could see like the paperwork <laughs> and the general complaints of like, I,
0: I but do don't know what I mean. It's yeah. but it's the perception, though, isn't it? it so is so, so if somebody says I'm a lawyer, oh, oh, good for you, like, well done. They're a respected member of of society. You know, we just had a story in the press about a lawyer that's. Uh, just being prosecuted for stealing 36 grand from somebody so they're not always you know stood up to be the most pinnacle uh, members of society so but we do we have these inbuilt biases that are there no matter you know we have to work really really hard to override them yeah. because we do you know part of what you do is we do ourselves place that emphasis on self-worth mm-hmm. in the roles that we do and also we know that others are judging us um consciously or otherwise on what we do so right. so I do get that there will be some connection there will be some feeling there mm-hmm. that you know I've been made redundant therefore I'm not worth anything I've been thrown on the scrap heap um, and so there's there is some work i think to be done there as well
1: in fact i think that's where the primary work comes is mm. that the the issue here is not the mother-in-law the issue here is that I've made, been, I'm waiting for the right job to come along. And and, yeah. and that sounds like a very positive thing, but I'll bet you if we scratch the surface, this person who's asking the question has very negative beliefs about their prospects, about their ability yeah. to, you know, or even the opportunity, like made redundant can be a beautiful opportunity to really sort of re-script mm. the path of your life. It's a blank slate, like, you know, you're not yeah. trapped anymore in a golden handcuffs kind of job. Hmm. Um, I would actually singularly be looking at this as career coaching of this person, career and, and self-esteem. There's somebody who, who there's somebody who I know whose partner, whenever we get together, this partner several times in an interaction will say something like, well, I'm not creative. I haven't ever done a creative thing. I've never, I've never been innovative. I've never done anything mm. interesting in my career. And I don't think that they realize like how often they are saying, and it, yeah. it comes out of nowhere. Like, where is this? And and they seem very smart and very accomplished, but they've got this narrative that they're not, their their life has been for nothing. Yeah. And they believe that so strongly. So that's gonna come out and 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 they're going to, I'm sure, perceive that, oh, you know what? My mother-in-law is saying that I I'm I'm, I haven't done anything interesting in my career. I'm good for nothing. Yeah. You know, whose voice is that? Is that the mother-in-law or is that your narrative?
0: and and some of it can come from society as well can't it so yeah you know we're living in a day and age now where everyone's supposed to be everything so mm-hmm. you know you have to be smart you have to be funny you have to be emotionally intelligent you have to be pretty you have to be creative you have to be innovative you have to look at the future strategy I've got mm-hmm. a and the you whole list invent something, yeah. yeah the whole list goes on and on mm-hmm. and on well actually you know you don't have to be any of that You have to find the things that make you happy and live your life in that way.
1: Yes. And that is the pursuit. So if you're doing that, it doesn't matter what your partner thinks, doesn't matter what your mother-in-law thinks, because you know when you do the work to be able to really own who you are and the path that you're taking, Mm. that confidence, and it's not an easy thing, but that confidence will stand out for your partner. It'll stand out for everybody. Nobody will have questions when you've got that confidence flowing. I mean to bring it back to our, you know, to the, to the relationship desk is like, you know, swindlers can be some of the most confident people. When you, when you meet people who are wheeling and dealing and swindling and kiting checks and, and just generally like, you know, they build mountains out of nothing and everybody looks at them Mm -hmm. driving their big car and, you know, with their swag and they're like, wow, that's a really big person. They're not, they have no Mm -hmm. money and they're just, they just make their money off of swindling people. But they have confidence and nobody has any questions about a confident person because they just yeah. believe, oh, well, that guy seems like he's really got his shit together. So I guess he does because he seems yeah. like it. Mm. Confidence yeah. is everything and lack of confidence is everything.
0: Mm. But I think you can be quietly confident as well. I don't think it has to be all. Right. Yeah. Oh, of course. You know, the true yeah. level of confidence, I think, is yeah. when you meet somebody who it's not about, oh, yeah, they're kind of they're all that therefore they must have their their shit together I think there's a kind of it's almost just a kind of a zen like calm type Mm -hmm. do you know Mm -hmm. you know when you meet somebody and you just kind of feel at ease and they just feel like they're naturally together as opposed to in your face together
1: I'm. I don't know why I'm thinking of celebrities. So I think of like somebody like Jeff Bezos, and I'm like, <laughs> he's just. Yeah. But then when I meet somebody like, or not me, I've never met them, but like Idris Elba or Pierce Brosnan, that yeah. quiet, sexy, yes. smooth, like. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, like, just, they, and they, they yeah. don't even have to say a word. They're just yeah. like smooth, yeah.
0: Yeah. <sighs> when I'm thinking of celebrities that we like. <laughs> oh my god! I do have to say. <laughs>
1: Wouldn't kick them out of my bed for eating crackers.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so back to the question. Then let's finish this right. off. Let's do this. Right. So what's what's the crack? What should we do?
1: There's a lot of there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of inquiry. A lot of mm. yeah. I think I I think you know, this person is probably expecting for us to demonize and talk about, like, mother-in-law management. But I think what they would be surprised at is, like, you know, what are the perceptions that you have? What is the opinion that you have of your, like, where you are at right now? And your, you know, how much do you own your path to reinventing your career? Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
0: I think, um, so, yes, definitely that. I think I would also look at the... connection and the relationship and then you know going on to the mother-in-law mother-in-laws are always going to be how they're going to be Mm. so i have coached a number of people around their relationships with their parents and um this willingness or desire to want your parents to change and suddenly be everything you've ever wanted them to be for you is just a hopeless hiding to nothing (laughs) They're not, you, you know why yeah. you get so long in the tooth, it's very, very unlikely yeah. that they're going to have some sort of drastic turnaround right. that makes them everything you ever want them to be. Yeah. And if, you're, true. if your mother-in-law is somebody who relishes the kind of digs and the snide remarks, if that's their way, you know, that's their way of communicating. Unfortunately, right. they've learned to communicate like that for the last 20, 30, 40 50 60 years and they're unlikely to change so how could you reframe that relationship how do you not take on board the things that are being said to you
1: yes
0: because there's something in there you're letting those comments come in you're letting them disrupt you derail you and move you away from the task in hand that you that is important to you now there could be a reason you're doing that is that because it's easier to be distracted and Mm. to focus on complaining about that because Mm. it means you don't have to fix some of the other things that maybe there's some fear around
1: right yes yes Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so yeah there's a I think there's a lot in this as the often is with the questions (laughs) um so yeah but hopefully that's a good starting position if nothing else yeah yeah Mm. yeah
1: absolutely well best of luck it's the yes. ubiquitous and one of the hardest things to face, but you're not alone.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's slowly getting darker because we're recording at a different time. I know. In fact, and I just, see us, yeah. As the, as the time has gone on in the last sort of 50 minutes, literally has gone from yeah. light to dark.
1: Yeah, I know. And, and it's just the middle of your afternoon. It's just wild. <gasps>
0: yeah, Oh, there's Northern Hemisphere well, living. It's nearly five o'clock, so I guess that's why. Ah, true, true. But yeah, it's kind of, it just feels like it's daylight and then it's not. Yeah.
1: Well, and then a it long night. It feels like it's
0: gone. That's yeah, it. A long long so night. I feel like it's time for bed now. So I'm going <laughs> to go and get my pajamas on. Okay, good. <laughs> Excellent.
1: And big fuzzy
0: socks. And you've still got the day ahead, which yeah, always makes good. me jealous when I'm speaking to somebody I know. <laughs> on a different time zone to me. I kind of true. feel like. I'm cheated slightly and you have more hours in your day than I do even though I know that's not true
1: <laughs> well and it's funny because I'm like but you get to put on your fuzzy slippers right now and I still have to slog through the day so I don't know <laughs> I'm kind of like we're wanting to be where you
0: are <laughs> yeah so yeah I guess well there's two ways of looking at it isn't there there's I can, always uh, two ways of looking at it yes there are There are. <laughs> yeah as I answered uh, a, a question the other day in coaching was. Um, Okay, if you didn't believe that to be true, what else might be happening? Oh, yeah. It's always a good one. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> yes. Oh, So, yes. Yeah, so if I didn't believe it to be true that um, you have the whole day ahead of you, yeah. then I would believe that actually it means I can go and watch a movie and just chill for the evening.
1: Fussy slippers, movie time, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I started watching a film yesterday and... Um, it was rubbish, and I still couldn't turn it off. So, <laughs> I still felt like start a finisher. Yeah. Still got all the way through it, yeah. um, and I won't get that two hours back, unfortunately. Oh
1: gosh! But We've never mind. I've been there.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for your company and. Oh, thank insights. you. Yes, and. Um, and we shall meet on another wintry day in the week ahead. We will. Till next time. Until